Welcome to the transfer window. Today we have a very special mini pod before the main pod, which will be released later on in the day, looking at Liverpool's Champions League semi final against Roma. Ian, is this a game that Liverpool can win? Um, if we're talking about the game uh, purely tonight, Johnny, yes. Um, we saw what Liverpool managed to do against Manchester City in the, in the last round of the quarter final. Um, and the special atmosphere created. Let's hope the uh, the bus pelting is not part of that this evening. But um, there's no reason why Liverpool can't win uh, this evening's game with the firepower they have, with the confidence they have as well. They've got momentum now as well as self-confidence. What I would be more concerned uh, if I were a Liverpool fan is that Roma have yet to concede a single goal at home in the Champions League this season. And in fact have gone through on away goals on two occasions already. So if Liverpool lose a goal tonight, and even if they win the first leg, then I think they would be it would be in their minds that they may be struggling to qualify for that final. Um, I noticed that Roma rested four of their best players, including Dzeko and De Rossi, uh, for the Serie A game at the weekend, who will return tonight. Clearly, um, the sheer uh, joy and um, that, you know, for the consequences of that amazing win over Barcelona in the quarterfinal and the uh, dipping in the Trevi Fountain uh, by James Pelota, the owner, uh, is something which they, they wish, they don't want to, to, uh, to end. Uh, so they, they want to go through. They've got the advantage of the second leg at the Stadio Olimpico, um, as I said, which has become a fortress for them in Europe. So, I think if Liverpool to win the tie, they have to not concede this evening and they have to score two to three goals uh, margin um, to put themselves in the box seat again as they did against Manchester City. Yeah, look, I think Ian makes a very good point there. Um, there was a huge celebration amongst the Liverpool fans when they got Roma in the draw and they felt that was the easiest tie of the lot for them. Um, I don't think it's quite as easy as it looks. Uh, teams don't get to the semi-final of the Champions League without being very good. They certainly don't come back in the way that Roma did against uh, Barcelona to get through without being very good. And um, they're an Italian team. They're uh, tactically adept. They can change their game according to the way the opposition play and to exploit the opposition's weaknesses. And for all the, the strides that Liverpool have made this season um, and for all the, the confidence that's coursing through the club and the team and the manager at the moment, we all know that Liverpool are, have clear weaknesses in their in their setup. And you, you can bet that, that Roma will go there to exploit that tonight. And um, I think if they do get an away goal, it does become... Uh, difficult for Liverpool. I also think that Liverpool, as Manchester United have shown, they're they like to play into space. Um, and you know, Manchester City, as Pep Guardiola admitted before the first game, were set up perfectly for Liverpool to play against, and that they gave them <coughs> space to run and attack into. And when Liverpool's forwards are denied that, the team can have problems scoring. We've seen them have 
problems scoring against some of the weakest teams in the in the Premier League this season who set up deep. Um, and yes, they're better now than they were at the start of the season, but they still run into issues in certain matches. Um, so it's going to be a fascinating game. Um, interesting to see how Roma respond to the welcome, in inverted commas, and how the welcome is done this time. And interested to see how they respond to the Anfield atmosphere. And um, would also be interesting to see how Jurgen Klopp responds if the result goes against them, because he, he showed at the at the weekend once again that he's he's not the best of losers in these circumstances. Um, I think I counted about four separate complaints about the referee over a 2-2 draw at West Brom, and then that bizarre one about the pitch being too dry for his team. Um, and he can doesn't take it well when things go wrong for them. So if were things to go wrong for them in the first leg, it would make um, make the second leg. Uh, particularly challenging for a team that's been running on momentum as much as and, and confidence as much as anything else this season. Ian, they spent seventy-five million on Virgil Van Dijk. How big a game is it for him up against Eden Dzeko, who is as aerially dominant as centre forwards come in Europe these days? Surely it's got to be the, the the key matchup in this game. I think you're right, Johnny. I, I, Van Dijk has been outstanding. Um, Specifically in the Champions League games for for Liverpool, um, I don't think he was covered himself in glory uh, during the draw at West Brom the weekend. In fact, none of Liverpool's defenders did, although they did change the defence. Obviously, Andrew Robertson didn't play, and Moreno came in, which uh, wasn't great um, in terms of the way they conceded space on the left their left hand side um, and the crosses etc. that came in as a result. Um, I've always loved Aidan Dzeko. I think Dzeko, it was a loss to the Premier League when he when he left Manchester City uh, and went to Roma. I, I thought you know his his games uh, uh, per minute and per goal <clears throat> ratio in the Premier League matched up to anyone uh, in the time he was at, at City. Even though he spent most of his time on the bench with Aguero, obviously being the dominant striker there, and I believe Dzeko to be someone who. You know, I wouldn't say has a point to prove or anything like that, but I think he would take great um, fun and great pride in dumping Liverpool out uh, and sort of almost showing the Premier League audience, well, look, you remember this is you remember me. This is what I can do. This is what I do. I score goals with my head with both feet. Um, he's, he really is a very, very you know skilled and, and and almost complete striker, and he's proven that in Serie A as well. So. I think you're right. There will be a very key matchup. Van Dijk's been very, very effective in dealing with what's been thrown at him in European football for Liverpool since he joined in January. And this will be probably the biggest test yet, uh, I suspect, because he's playing against someone who has a similar physical presence, but someone who's cute and and who's got guile with regards to the way that he takes the ball and he can take one small touch in much the way that Mo Salah can, just to make that half yard of space to get a shot away. So it will be very, very interesting um, to see those two players come together. Uh, and as I said, in the case of um, Liverpool, it's clear that they have been given licence or they will be given licence to play the natural game. So Roma are not going to be surprised about how Liverpool come out against them. Um, and I do think that tactically Roma are, are able to cope with that. But as we saw against Manchester City, and I don't like placing too much emphasis on how a crowd or an atmosphere in a stadium influences games. But 
having been at Anfield many times on the evenings like this evening, I would say that there is something special and it does have an influence or can influence a referee or a, or a team, whether it's the home team, the opposing team or both. So it will be absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I was at that first leg at Anfield and, and it was an incredibly loud atmosphere and a, an unusual atmosphere. It was kind of a, you don't want to use the word desperation, but there was a, a sense of, because Manchester City had the ball for most of the part, early part of the game, every time Liverpool received the ball in a position where they looked like they could even attack City's half, there was this sort of desperate urge from the crowd to push them forward. It was almost so almost a bit the, the sort of tinge of, of watching a, a schoolboy football game, if you get that kind of sense of childish, childish passion, but magnified you know, hundreds and hundreds of times. And that, that, that noise is definitely an element in that you could almost see the, the players on the Manchester City side being surprised by the intensity of it. And I think Ian's right. That, that kind of noise can definitely have an influence on referees. You know, there's plenty of scientific studies showing home, home team advantage um, according to the crowd noise. Um, but the other side of it is the way it can go if things go wrong. Um, so the, the second half of that match, although, you know, in retrospect, they won 3-0. Um, it, it was a comfortable win when you look at the score sheet in the end. That second half, the crowd went very quiet and nervous and anxious um, because they, because City had most of the ball without creating many great chances. Um, they looked like they could score and you could see the crowd actually egging each other on to return to the support that they had in the first half. So I'd be fascinated to see what happens if Roma go ahead there or, um, or it's tight at the end. Um, I think that the, the could be a good, it might the crowd might not play in their favour in, in those circumstances. With Jeko, it's I think we should note that the the job Roma have done in retaining the player because they obviously had a, a very good offer from Chelsea for Jeko in, in January. Um a lot of money for a, a player in his thirties and, and Jeko wanted to go to Chelsea and they turned it down. Um and they're now the club in the within you know, two games of the of the Champions League final. Um, in terms of the way Van Dijk will play him, I would suspect Van Dijk will be set up the same way he usually does, which is the the, the heading duties will be handed over to his defensive partner, probably probably be Lovren, and Van Dijk's job will be to cover up behind him, because um, despite his height, um, Van Dijk doesn't seem to like playing physical forwards one-on-one who prefers to, to, to hand that over to someone else. So it, it's more, I think what we should be looking for with Van Dijk is the, the speed of thought and the speed of coverage um, when the balls go against Lovren um, or one of his other defenders on the, for, and, and the pursuit of the second ball. That could be the, the key element for, for Liverpool's defence tonight. One of the players at Roma that's impressed me over the years, guys, and I think will cause Liverpool problems is Raja Niangolan. Do you think he is someone that has the potential to eventually come to either a very, very big club or to the Premier League, Ian? There's been very um, sort of sustained interest in Nangolian from Chelsea over the past two years. He's been on the radar. Uh, I think it's also been the case that Manchester United have had a look at him 
so Tottenham have as well. But you know, like Duncan was saying with Jekyll, credit credits for Roma, they they've resisted that interest as they appear to be in their goalkeeper Allison, who is um despite his uh, his name uh, been giving very manful performances uh, in the Roma goal and it uh, seems, well, from all indications from Jim Pelota that uh, he's not for sale, uh, 25-year-old Brazilian player. So uh, always is the case, Johnny, that um, when a team like Roma, who um, are not expected to be Champions League semi-finalists, get there, then there will be interest in their star players. Uh, I think in this case, we can't expect there to be um, certainly bids for players on Angola. I think, for, personally, for me, De Rossi is the one that I, you know, I think is the pick of the of the team. Love to watch him play, and um, he was one that I would be looking at if I was top six team in England in terms of central midfield. But um, again, you, you can never uh, you can never second guess what a run the Champions League can do for a group of players in terms of keeping them united and wanting them to stay together and see what they can achieve. And with Napoli getting closer to Juventus uh, after um, Sunday night's game in Turin, then maybe Roma believe that they can mount a sustained challenge for Serie A next season if they keep this team together. Clearly, there won't be too many financial issues regarding um, the fact that they'll receive... um, sustained income this season both from the Serie A performances but also uh, from the performances in the Champions League as well so it's one of those where you know stick or twist um, Roma you know have created a very special team ethic and atmosphere uh, just now and you know I think if we're moving on and verging to you know towards what our predictions are for this evening's game then mm-hmm. I would say that Liverpool have to win by three because we saw at West Brom, again, their weakness, that they don't kill a game off and they're 2-0 up. They are susceptible to losing goals in the last 10 minutes because the defence begins to panic and they drop further and further back. So I think they have to do what they did similar to Manchester City in the first half or in the first 60, 70 minutes and take a three-goal lead in order to wear Roma down and make them think that, well, maybe it's just not going to be their year. Um, If they don't do that, then I think they'll be in trouble. Duncan, what's your prediction for tonight? Um, I will go for a 1-1 draw. Um, I think I think Ian's right. I think Liverpool need a three-goal lead. I think we saw in the second leg against Manchester City where they probably un- unjustly conceded an early goal because it was probably a foul on Van Dijk before Sterling scored. We saw that once that margin went to two, it looked like City could bring that game back. Um, you know, it was a very... Uh, anxious first half for them um, and uh, I think possibly if City didn't have the kind of prob- problems that they have with keeping their energy levels keeping their performance levels up beyond 50 minutes which we've seen in the last you know several weeks then uh, then it could have been difficult in the second half too so yeah I would say that they to be secure they need three goals of an advantage and preferably with a, a clean sheet going into the second leg Okay, guys, that's great. Um, We are going to be back, obviously, with our full episode of the Transfer Window, which is also available now from the usual outlets. Um, So until we talk to you then, thanks for listening.